pull up a bar stool. Things are about to get real in here as I invite JR, John Robinson, my backup CEO, business manager, all that business, to make me feel uncomfortable as he always does once a month. We're going to talk a lot about, man, organization, productivity, a lot of the struggles I face on a daily basis, how I'm dealing with it, how it impacts marketers, entrepreneurs across the board. Enjoy this one. Sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, you know, once a month we do this. I think you're, you're used to the, the drill by now if you listen to the podcast. I uh, bring in my man, John Robinson, my backup CEO, my business manager, the guy who answers the questions about you signing, you know, bringing me out to your place or whatever, you know, and all these business opportunities. He's the guy you talk to. Um, now, today, look, I haven't had an actual beer on the show in probably like two months or so. So I was starting to worry that the, the pubcast has be, become a farce. Uh, so we, before we get to, to my, my beer of the day, I would love to know what, what beer you're drinking, John. Well, first <laughs> off, my beer is not a beer. It's a juice, and it's cranberry juice. So today, that's what I feel like I want to drink. The so. show is a farce. No. And here's the beauty. I know that cranberry juice is cheaper than beer, so you won't complain as much when you pick up the tap. Mm. All right, so I'm working on a Why Can't I Be You Stillwater Artis- Artisanal, a hop accentuated ale, 5.7% alcohol. Now, now, John, you said you haven't had a beer in a while now. Mm. Is that, and, and with you- A beer on the show. A beer on the show, okay. So, so I just want, I'm just gonna watch you. I'm gonna monitor you and see how how this beer affects you. Well, I will say this. I so I I didn't drink any beer during January. Uh, I think I had like two. Um, February I didn't I didn't drink much. Like I I made a big run to the liquor store like in December sometime for the holidays, and so I'm still working on the same stuff. So this is this beer's been sitting in that fridge for a few months, but I, I don't know how long a beer typically lasts. I think we're okay though. But yeah, right. I may, a, I may a, need a big a big run to the liquor store kind of sounds scary to me, but okay. Well, as long I, as it's once a quarter. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, you know how it works. Uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. And uh, you kind of take the wheel here, lead me where we go, and probably make me feel uncomfortable. Hope not, but take it away. That's the design. I, I want you to feel a little uncomfortable. And if you hear dog barking, it's not my dog. It's the dog that that lives above me. So that's not Casey. Um, here's what I want to talk about. And to me, it's the headline from last week, which I think the headline is John Madden is dead. What? Is, uh, oh. is, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking so, about? Oh, no. So, 
<laughs> That's what I want you to title this podcast because I really want people to know what we mean by that. And as I say that, what as you just said, oh no, what does that mean to you? As I say, John Madden is dead. Well, I mean, lots of thoughts go through my mind because you know I think that's kind of mean to John Madden's family, but no, I think because uh, I so anyone who doesn't know the story, I, th- I don't think I brought it up actually on last week's episode with with Chris Brogan. Um, I thought about it, but I thought in the grand scheme of things, it was just a small. It's it kind of silly and talking about this really serious topic. But essentially, I on a, a week ago from a couple days ago, I quit Madden Mobile Cold Turkey, which again sounds ridiculous, but it was a big deal because it was starting to take over my life a little bit too much. And, um, and so, but but the reason why this is kind of connected to the Chris Brogan interview because I talked to Chris and it was about um, an entrepreneurial depression. And we even got a little bit into addiction, and and I think that in general, uh, entrepreneurs are more, are, I don't want to say more prone, but there's definitely a reason why they'd be susceptible uh, to depression and to addiction, because we're so we isolate ourselves, um, and so I think that's, and we also don't necessarily have structure, so we have to create our own structure. And I'm someone that you know my entire life has kind of needed people to give me my my structure. Otherwise, you know, I can fall off track. So basically, I've got I had this this game that I'm a very competitive guy, and I think it's good to have some constructive things, com- competitive things like that. But I'm also to the point where whether it's that or fantasy games, which again I, I don't really do much of these days, or you know, other I don't know, I can't even think of another thing. But then I start getting it, getting into it so much that. I, it takes over and it starts making me distracted from other things. And I realized that and I got to the point where, boom, I'm deleting this and that was it. So I, I did bring that up to kind of chuckle at your response to it. But I think the bigger the bigger topic that I want to get to is essentialism. And essentialism is something that I'm studying right now. And a friend of mine has, has is reading the book and him and I just started talking about it. And it's about figuring out what is essential that you should be doing, yeah. really what you want to do versus what you not want to do. And the John Madden thing, it, it's, is it was it essential to you? No. And if it was, why? No, it wasn't essential. It was, it added something to, added some, something to, to my day back when I was playing it. Um, mm-hmm. but and so in the beginning in particular I added something social because I was playing with my kids um, and then one by one the, the, the youngest two had that privilege taken away by their mother and then <laughs> then the oldest is like this is eventually he didn't even say this he just stopped playing and we know why They're like why would I be in this league with my dad this is stupid <laughs> you know, he's 14 he's 14 so you know so here's what I love about that. You you mentioned that you need a little bit of structure. Yeah. So that's why I'm around. As as backup CEO, I, that's part of, of my value to you is trying to keep you on track and trying to guide you. I would have never known that I needed to call Lisa, your wife, to make sure that she puts you on punishment 
from <laughs> Madden as well. Because because here's the thing, and I know you for many, many years, and I think a common thread with you through all of this journey of the last four years has been productivity. Mm-hmm. And how at the end of the day, do you feel like you've done enough? And I know that last week you almost did an all-nighter uh, on writing some content. And I, it was an all-nighter. I, I was up until 6 a.m. That's I haven't done that in a long time. Right, but I think. And when did you start? When did you? <laughs> when did you kill John Madden? Uh, it was the uh, previous Sunday. Right. So, so do you feel like you would have been as inspired and energized to do an all-nighter if you would have been banking hours with no. John Madden? Over, no. Here's how I know that. The previous week, I should have been inspired because it had been um, a couple of weeks since the last time I had written. And I ultimately came up with excuses not to do it. And I can guarantee... That Madden probably has something to do with that. Because not that I was like, oh, I gotta play Madden. It's just that whenever I was doing anything, and this series, this t- sounds terrible. I had my my uh, it looks like a laptop, it's my iPad open. Uh, and I, I check in. It's an every five minute kind of thing. Anyone who's addicted to a game where you, you it, the more active you are, you understand what I'm talking about. And uh, so with the, having that kind of distraction you're never as good as you can be at stuff. And whether it's being a spouse, being a father, you know, at your job, whatever it is, I was far more distracted. And it, this actually goes back to me. And I, I don't even know what essentialism totally is, but I know that just that word means a lot to me. And you should know this. You should understand this. I hate any distractions. Like, like the, just the other day, yesterday, two days ago, I went through and I started unsubscribing to everything. Friends of mine who are marketers, I don't care. Like I just, I'm, if I'm not reading it, it just adds a distraction to me to see it in my inbox and getting through my email is a chore. And I've got baseball, uh, you know, I'm trying to coach a baseball team. Got three boys. My oldest son is trying out for his high school team this week. You know, all this stuff happening at once. And the last thing I need is another distraction. So it's, I, I'm trying to keep everything so simple. And that's why, like, whenever John JR comes to me with some new big thing, usually I'm like, I like rub my head, like, uh, it's like, it's, not, it's just one more thing to throw on top of the list. Um, and so I just, I need to simplify as much as possible. So having those little distractions can be really bad for somebody like me. Yeah. And, and the, the word, that comes up to, to my mind is the word hijack. And we all have 168 hours in a week. And I know you and I have talked about this concept that I, I believe that, you know, when anyone, I ask anyone how much time do you have in a week, a lot of people just say 40 hours, 50 hours, they associated with work, but there's 168 hours. And we make conscious choices on where our time is being hijacked. And and by hijack meaning people's other people's agendas. I mean, I know that did we get requests for your time uh, for people who um, sometimes they want to interview you just for selfish reasons and don't realize that 
that you're hijacking your schedule and they're kind of reckless with the request. And then there's some people who are pretty kind and know like, Hey, you know, your time is valuable too, just like theirs is. But I say all that to go back to the, where, where do you, do you feel like your time is being hijacked? And if you do, what, what are, what are those areas? Yeah. While we're on this topic, I'm going to answer your question. Let me give you an example uh, of how. Are you drinking? Are you drinking? Because you're not going to answer my question. Uh, I'm going to get there. This, this is all. <laughs> um, someone have reached out to me over the last month or so, asking for essentially a free consultation. They had, they had a good story, you know, and and you know, basically someone who is in need. Um, but there's something suspicious about it that I didn't like. I say suspicious. It's just, it's just the way it was presented, and basically demanding of my time, um, the expectation that I would do it. Um, and then when the response was that you know you can sign up for a one-on-one and 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 book my time and pay for it, their response back was anger, saying that I guess you are not the person I thought you were. Um. That's a prime example of somebody trying to hijack your time. Look, I will occasionally give my time for free when I understand it's going to be fully appreciated. Understanding that it's a hijacking of my time, that understanding that I've got, as we all do, lots of things happening at once and I need to simplify my life. And it sounds like a crazy excuse, but you have no idea how much every new email, every new task item uh, kind of messes up my schedule. And and it's not even because I'm necessarily that busy. It's just that I need to be very simplified. So uh, what was your question? See? See how I get off track? But, but I, I, <laughs> See, that's exactly what, well, I think you did answer it because I was asking you where your time is being hijacked, oh, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and you have a conscious choice of people hijack, asking to hijack your time. And then you purposely hijacking your time with John Madden, John mm-hmm. Madden hijacked your time. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he did some, my time. I mean, it's it's a combination of lots of stuff. I mean, it's it's my email about work. It's it's my responsibilities to write content to manage the PhD community. Uh, my you know, get, spending time with my wife, my kids. Baseball hijacks a ton of my time. Um, you know, appointments, meetings, um, the the typical just other social media stuff making sure I'm on top of and, you know, Twitter and reading articles and creating ads and, you know, monitoring those and see how they're doing. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, there's just this long list of things that I know I should be doing and a long list of things that I know that John JR here is putting together for me that makes me even more stressed out. And, uh, but again, remembering how much time you have in a day and trying to, you know, break it down accordingly. It's tough. So, so let, let me 
add a couple layers of understanding to essentialism because to me of what I'm learning in a short amount of time, it's about getting the right things done. And you know that the world is bombarded with time management strategy, productivity techniques. I mean, every day I'm looking at all of these online marketers, digital marketers saying five tips to blah, blah, blah. But what, what we're both stumbling on is that there's systematic discipline. And what you just described from last week is that you're figuring out what to discern what is absolutely essential in your email box. You just decided what's absolutely essential on what you want to read. Now, I'm gonna tell you, if you unsubscribe to me, I'll be pretty ticked off on <laughs> reading my emails. I don't know if I'm ever, if I've ever been, you mean, uh, do you have like a, a marketing email you send out? See, see, that's terrible. I don't think I've ever terrible. even subscribed to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm making it up though. Okay, okay. But, 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 but truth be told, you know that you have a habit of being a crammer, meaning that your productivity is nine times out of ten push to the last second to trying to get something done because I think I would, I'm going to blame John Madden again. Like I think a lot of why you've become a crammer has been your, your ability or inability to discern what's absolutely essential. John Madden was not absolutely essential. Oh, but yeah. And, and Madden's not the cause of cramming certainly because I've, I've crammed my entire life. But mm -hmm. um, I, I am not structured the way JR is, where every morning I have a list of things that I need to do, and I do them. I have created, mm -hmm. created lists before, um, typically, and sometimes they are productive. But I think that the, as soon as I have a day where I don't complete things on that list, it's dead. It's dead, and I need yeah. to. I need to start over. Um, so it, it's it's a process for me that's actually very frustrating because I always hear from people who who learn in different ways, who do things in different ways, productive in different ways. Say you should use this tool, and I use it. And it doesn't. Yeah. Work. It does not work for me at all. <laughs> you know, um, like even the like all these productivity tools, like apps and stuff, they don't work the way I'm thinking. And um, so it's really challenging. Not to mention, as I said, talking about simplifying, I can't stand the constant notifications and alerts because they eventually just become white noise and I ignore them. Just like email. Yes. Just like email. No, I, that's one of them. Absolutely. For those who don't know, one of my, I guess, tasks that, that, that I'm responsible for is trying to remind John of responding to an email when someone is try just trying to be kind and nudges, but they've sent 10 nudging emails and John's like, um, after the second nudge, all the other eight, <laughs> I don't see. <laughs> so well, so I, I think it, it's again, it's also a matter of how often do I hear from you? Because if mm -hmm. I'm getting an email from somebody every day, I eventually just ignore it, um, especially if it's not absolutely critical, you know? So if it's like, 
if I were to hear from Amy Porterfield today, you're damn right I would open that up and read it and respond to her. Just because I like it must be must be important. I never hear from Amy anymore. Not not to make Amy feel guilty. <laughs> She's not listening anyway. But it's kind of like with Jr. Like I, I almost take you for granted now that you're like you send me all these emails all the time. Like oh, what's this now from Jr. And uh, yeah. so it's like I it's like I have to prioritize. It's like oh, gee, there are ten emails from Jr. I've got to respond to. Which ones are critical that I actually have to get to? I just realized that I'm going to just start subject lines of like John Madden is dead, and then you'll open it up, and then you'll you'll start reading my emails again. Yeah. But so, so here's a pivot. Here's a pivot in the conversation because I like that you're sharing some of your weaknesses, so people can be like, "Yeah, it's not just me." Because I love how you share the email thing. Um, because there's a lot of people who who do see email as white noise and they don't respond. I'll tell you this, from backstage at John Loomer Digital, one of our challenges is staying on top of requests, emails from members. And before you know it, it can kind of be white noise to those who are responsible for you know, looking at emails. So I, I think it's just a conscious thing to figure out how to simplify your email box. Cause I know you've used a couple of tools, uh, through, through the, through the years. Now, what is, what's the tool that you use now? Do you use a, any email management tools anymore? I use uh, cloud magic. Okay. Um, um, honestly, I wouldn't consider that at least the way I use it, an email management tool. It's just a way okay. for me to access my email from any of my three devices. Um, so I get my Gmail through there. I get so this also makes it noisier, but I think it makes it easier. It's all in one point place. My Gmail through there. My JohnLumber.com email through there. My old old school Yahoo email, just in case, because like my my grandpa who's ninety seven <laughs> still sends me emails every once in a while, and he hasn't figured out how to change his address book. So I get. I make sure to, to get those, and then my spiders emails too, and so, um, so that's so that's what I'm using. But there are ways to use stuff where you can like categorize it and like have it send back to me in a few hours or days or whatever. I, no, I haven't gotten there, but um, but that's but that's not how you think though, and that's yeah. one of the challenges because I'll say backstage at John Lumer Digital, you say if somebody asks, what are some of the tools that you guys use? To, to be more efficient and to, to make things run smoother, I would say Basecamp. I mean, we use, I use Basecamp, and like you even said, John, a few seconds ago, you and I are vastly different on how we organize our time and what tools we use and how we use them because I, I enjoy using Basecamp. I enjoy using Slack. I mean, we use Slack as well to keep conversations going. Yeah. And I know, and there you go, you're shaking your head. And and those who don't like to use it, don't use it. So it, it's interesting to see this evolution of how to become, how to focus on the things that are essential with tools. And right now, you haven't, have you found one that's been helpful that you'd be like, hey guys, you should use this? Well, not in terms of productivity tools and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that's what, it's interesting. Slack has gotten so much press about how amazing it is and everybody loves Slack. That just goes to show you, it's not, you know, this stuff isn't for everybody. Like, 
I, I still don't get it. Like I'll have a alert, you know, and I get, but then I've got con- their conversations in different places and I don't know what is where. And it, to me, it's just, it, I don't, I don't find it all that helpful, but I want to tie this back. I like the email part to marketing briefly because um, when I was going through and cleaning up all of my emails and unsubscribing to a ton of crap, I tweeted about it and I was like, yeah, so, um, you know, I'm going through cleaning up my email. I'm subscribing from just about everything, even my friends. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not reading anyway kind of thing. It, I didn't really even, I didn't say it that way. I don't remember how I said it, but someone responded. It was like, oh man, I kind of like an, oh no, like what if everybody did this? Like, well, they do. And so that's the way we have to look at this. It's like, just because somebody subscribed to your list doesn't mean they've committed to you for life to hear from you. You have a responsibility to actually get their attention, to keep their attention, to actually say something engaging and interesting, to make them want to open that email and and click that link and buy from you or whatever. I think, I think we often take it for granted. It's like, ah, oh, they're on my list or they've liked my page. They want to see all my stuff. They're, now they're going to buy stuff and you just bombard them or whatever, you know? And I, like these are even my friends. I'm like, I'm just I'm tired of getting all these emails. So you've got, you've got to be really, you've got to stand out. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to subscribe, unsubscribe from everything kind of the way I did. But we can, we've got to look at that way from a user's perspective that you've got to be special. And don't just assume everybody wants to see your stuff. I love it when you go across the middle because I love throwing a high football right now because you just walked yourself <laughs> square into the middle. So how do it you It is dangerous feel? down the middle, though. I, I saw, it, that, it I saw that, str- that strong safety or that free safety coming. Oh. Well, it's about to happen right now, so I hope you catch this. And if you played for the Packers, you wouldn't. So, But um, here's what comes up for me as you just said that. What about those people, and this is for the digital marketers out there who have lists, let's say, of 20% of their list, the person hasn't opened an email in six mm-hmm. months or a year. Now tell me, if, if they haven't opened up the email, 20% of your population hasn't opened up the email, I'm guessing that they don't think you're that essential. You haven't connected with them and they haven't opted out though they haven't opted out but they're still on your list how do you feel about that what responsibility as a digital marketer do you feel oh yeah this is high across the middle i mean there's a couple of defenders coming towards you with this one because and i say this and all joking for those listening this is a topic that that john and i are working through at john limer digital to figure out and i'll pass it to you now let's see if you catch it yeah, well, yes, this is something we're working on. Because I've, I've actually got a list now that's approaching 125,000 people, which sounds impressive, which, you know, it is. It's pretty cool. But it's awfully misleading in two ways. First of all, uh, nine, like, of that, like 30,000 now, I think, are undeliverable. I mean, because it's been, I mean, that's a list that's four years old, like four years old. So whether it's people have uh, unsubscribed or they bounce or whatever. So then you're up to like 95,000 that I, I emailed just this morning. Um, but the question then is, okay, so 
what, uh, what percentage of those people are actually opening the email, what percentage of them are actually clicking. And this, so this debate came about because uh, Greg Hickman, who was helping us with some automation, you know, suggested cleaning up the list. And I heard this strategy from a lot of people, Chris Brogan being one of them, that you know, if they haven't opened an email from you in three months, six months, if they haven't even clicked on one, get you know, take them off. Like, really? <laughs> so it, it's something I've been struggling with because. Again, I feel like, well, you know, I think that first of all assumes that we did, that we did everything we could uh, to get them engaged. Uh, it also assumes that, that uh, they needed us during the last three to six months, but didn't engage. So what I wonder is things like, okay, if someone hasn't engaged for three months, how, much of them, how many of them actually come back and do engage? or if it's been six months, or nine months, or a year. So if I start seeing those kind of stats that show me 99.999% of the people who haven't engaged after six months never do, yeah, let's, let's take them off. Uh, but otherwise, I worry. Now, I understand that there's another level to this, as Greg has put, pointed out, which I did not fully understand, and it kind of is similar to Facebook. So like on Facebook, if you create content that is ignored by a large percentage of people, Facebook will assume that it's boring. As a result, not show it to the entire audience because they want it to want people to see stuff they care about. Apparently, email is pretty similar. Uh, so again, I'm not the expert on this. Blame Greg if I'm wrong. <laughs> but my, my understanding is that if, if I keep my list the way it is and... Um, and I've got a lot of people who don't engage with my emails, Google in particular, Gmail, will assume this is boring stuff that should go straight to spam or go to the marketing folder or whatever, so it will harm my deliverability. So these are all things I'm thinking about. I don't know the answers, um, but things I'm thinking about. Well, I, I, I like the word, I still think that the month of March is going to be about essentialism. And I think I'm going to go pick up the book that my buddy recommended as he's reading it because I, I like the idea of thinking about how can we be more essential to people and maybe the timing for those that have not responded or clicked on our email for the last six months, maybe the content isn't essential to them, but maybe there's something else that is. And, and, and yeah. I, and, and, you and, brought, and you know, you know my belief on this. Right. I, I believe that of the 125,000 people, if we had 20,000 who haven't clicked on Facebook advertising content, I believe that they might click on content that's related to even our talk today on, you know, as an entrepreneur, how to distinguish, uh, you know, what is more important to get the right things done. I think that has some legs to it. So I'm still not sure about this strategy and we'll have to see as we work closer with Greg. Yeah, I mean, it's a good point because look, I, and we've heard from a lot of people who, you know, have told me that, you know, they're not, they're not involved in Facebook ads anymore for whatever reason. Um, so it could be like, you know, the client they had, they, you know, they don't have anymore, whatever. And so, but we never really talk about Facebook ads or, you know, you and I don't on the podcast. 
So maybe they're still interested in the podcast. So if I was emailing people about that, they'd want to stay on my list and they'd be engaged. Or if we came up with a product that was about, it was kind of like the Power Hitters Club, but it's about you know being an entrepreneur, being a business business owner, would they be interested in that? And it's a matter of finding that out and kind of mining that list before we just say, ah, you've been ignoring me, screw you, man, and taking them off, which I, I don't really agree with. I don't feel comfortable with, so. Yeah. All right, so one, on one parting note, because I do want to share one of my tips on how I get to what's essential in a day, and maybe one or two, but part of my process of my daily routine is I wake up in the morning and I have a mindset that the mindset is around this idea of did I do my best? And I'll give an example. Uh, and I score myself from one to 10. And you know, a one, one area for, for you, John, and you don't know that this is, I'm sharing this with you for the first, first time. First of all, it's, it's amazing to me. It does not surprise me that you do this exercise every day. And I just, I, I just, oh man, I, I got, I'm jealous because I wish I did these things on one hand. I just, I can't imagine me ever doing it long term. Well, so, but here's why I do it because sometimes you aren't essential to me and, and I'm, I'm being funny, but tongue in cheek about it. But you, you get my point. It's like, if, if I don't wake up consciously and start my day with this idea of questioning myself if I'm doing my best to do something, it, it kind of falls to the wayside. So here's here's one for you, John. I, I'm reading it line for line from my spreadsheet. Yes, my Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> but, but I woke up this morning, did I do my best to help John progress items that will help us reach our goals? And I didn't go into anything like, you know, our contact list goals or our revenue goals or anything like that. But I just, did I do my best to help progress that? I even put this this uh, talk on here today and I'm trying to look through it now, but I don't see where I have it. But it was this idea, did, did I do my best to have an, an entertaining and informative and engaging podcast? And at the end of the day, one of my techniques is I go back to the end of the day and I score myself uh, one to 10. And yes, I do have it to where it averages <laughs> to what I have a score of the entire day of, of, of many different things. And it's not just, just you. I know you want it to be all about you, but it's not. Um, another one, and you and I, you and I, uh, you, could, you could respect this one, is did I do my best to get a workout in today? Mm. Did I do my best to get six to eight hours of restful sleep? Wink, wink, John Loomer. I so, usually do. I, I usually do. <laughs> but, but here's the thing though, you know that those little adjustments in your life suck the energy out of you. John Madden does too, or not anymore. But it's those little things that if you don't keep tabs on, did you do your best to? You will not be doing your best. I, here's here's another one that I that I kind of like, and this one's kind of weird. Did I do my best to man, maintain peace in the relationships that matter to me? And and thus for all of those with these membership models, that that we we have some haters and complainers, and then we have some 
raving fans that are promoters. And sometimes you have to focus on maintaining peace with the relationships that really matter, the contributors, and not get distracted by the ones that aren't. So, so I say all that to the tip to me is just be mindful. You know, just figure out how to be mindful at the beginning of your day and at the end of the day. And the thing is, at the end of the day, I always ask myself, did, did I do enough? Yes or no? And I'm the only one who grades myself. I don't care if anybody says I didn't. I'm the only one that can say that I did. And a lot of times I say I don't, which I'm okay with. And I tried to get better the next day. So that's my tip. I like that. I like that. You know, one of the thing, the one thing I think is most important that I still haven't figured out. And understand, I get sleep normally. Just I had that three day stretch where, first of all, I stayed up late to write, and then there was a domino effect. Anyone who stayed up late one night knows how this happens. The next two nights, I had a horrible sleep. But in general, you know, I'm asleep by about midnight, and I'm awake by you know 7:30 or so um so but i get ho- i'm gonna say i get horrible sleep i don't feel rested when i wake up i feel awful <laughs> and i don't know the solution to that like i have a hard time like i would love it if i was down here in my office at seven o'clock every morning starting to kick stuff out that never happens because i just have a hard time shaking out the cobwebs every morning and I don't know what it is. If anyone has a solution to that, let me know. But um, I think, honestly, I think that may be one of the most important things for me. Like, I waste, like today, I did, I mean, I did some stuff like on my phone and stuff. I didn't come down to, down here to my office until I knew I was, I was going to get on this, this podcast record with you and we started at 10 a.m. my time. So I, I struggled to just get moving. But once I get moving, I'm good to go. But then I'm, I have limited time the rest of the day. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I don't have anything else. I think it's it's time for you to pay for this cranberry juice. Hold on, hold on. I, I can't finish a pubcast with a partially finished beer. All right. Well, then I'm going to finish my cheers. Finish my cranberry juice. Uh oh, the cranberry police are coming. <laughs> Here's the beauty. That timing couldn't have been any better. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah, I've asked the bartender for our tab, which is pretty much my tab. Uh, but no, once again, Jared, thanks for being on. Where can people find you? Yeah, they can find me on Twitter at backup CEO, and always you can reach me through email with John J O H N at backupceo.com and I think the final thing that I like to say and I always send this invite out if anyone finds themselves struggling with trying to figure out what's essential and running their business this is you know this is what what I do with John and I, I always like having conversations to help people and the last time we did this the last time I made that offer on the last podcast someone called and it, it made their day and I only mm. spent 10 minutes with them it made their day and it made mine. I mean, I, I felt really energized by it. So I, I say this sincerely, if, if anyone you know finds themselves stuck and, and needs, needs to reach out, please do. Good call, man. Yeah, I mean, everybody from our team, I think has, has talked to JR uh, to, to get his help and they all say the same thing about how amazingly helpful you are. So thanks for everything you contribute, my man. 
Um, All right. Yeah, I think that's it. I have no idea where we're at on time. I, I wasn't timing this. <laughs> no surprise. Right? The, the, pretty much the way right. I've come off in this episode is like, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Non-essential. Yeah, exactly. But thanks again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, do awesome things. We're out.